1: Hi, and welcome back to India 99.94. I'm Sarah Waris from Vision, and with me is Nikesh Rugani, commentator, broadcaster, and journalist. Nikesh, hi. How how have you been?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. Um, keeping an eye on, on obviously all things Indian women's cricket at the moment, as, as well as keeping across the men's stuff. And it's been a really exciting road, hasn't it, for the, for the under-19s of recent times and world champions at the very first time of asking. And j- just before I go into it, I mean, I saw the final, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll dedicate this episode. But what was it like in India, the, the hype around the under-19 girls?
1: There wasn't a lot of hype, to be very honest, no probably because this is the under-19 tournament. So even the men's tournament, people watch it, people talk about it, but there's not a lot of hype. Like, firecrackers are not burst if India wins the World Cup, be it uh, the men's under-19 or the women's under-19. And a lot of people didn't really know about the tournament and that it was going on, which is understandable. You know, it's it's not the senior, um, senior event. You expect there'll be bigger craze when the women's t20 World Cup kick starts um, in February later so um it wasn't as hyped it wasn't as talked about which is expected like uh, because it's the same with the men's also uh, but the ones who did see it the w- cricket fans obviously they they know what it means and uh, yeah as you said you saw the finals so just your first thoughts on the win and what the last six weeks have meant for uh, Indian women's cricket overall?
0: Yeah I mean the final itself was <laughs> very one-sided and actually there, there was a lot of interest in England because obviously India were playing England in the final and, and you know maybe it's just the kind of people I follow on on my social media, a lot of cricket people, you know, people based uh, in England as well. And it just seemed that there was a lot of excitement. It was on Sky Sports, um, the the match itself, the final um, BBC test match special did ball by ball commentary on the final as well. So maybe a little bit late to the party in terms of, you know, I know the tournament was available to watch on ICC TV and there were highlights on, on Sky Sports in the UK and, you know, I'm sure it was quite a similar thing all around the world, where you know the, the, there were ways of watching it, but it wasn't as easily accessible, or, or you know, via the TV or the radio, um, to follow the tournament, unless you, you logged into the ICC website and did it that way. So, you know, at least it was it was free and available for everyone. I think that was great, but you know, really one sided final in the end, which is great from an Indian point of view. I mean, England all out for. Just sixty-eight, India knocking off the runs. Um, I mean, there was a point in time where they needed three to win, and and it just seemed to be taking an age. All the Indian players were lined up on the boundary rope. Shafali Verma had the the Indian flag as well, and there was lots of sort of faffing around. At, you know, she was holding it upside down at one stage, and they were trying to turn it. You know, it was quite awkward towards the end. It just felt like it took ages to finally get over the line. But but when they did, those celebrations were brilliant and. And overall, it was just a great bowling performance. And and maybe we'll talk about some of the individuals a little bit later on. Um, But, I I mean, you can just see what it meant to the girls, first and foremost, if we're just talking about them and put the focus on them for a moment. Shafali Verma in tears when she was giving her speech at the end, when she was being interviewed by Charles Dagnall uh, on the uh, post-match presentation before she got the trophy. And you can understand that because... For her, there were doubts about whether or not, well not doubts, but there were differences of opinion. Should her and Richard Ghosh be involved in this? Because they've played for the senior team, they're established in the senior team. Should they be playing in an under-19 tournament? But they've never had the opportunity to do that. You look through the men's side and, and there's always been that path, hasn't there? From Right from Mohammed Kaif, when he captained the, the men's under-19s to victory and you know Virat Kohli and, and there's been so many through the years who've had that opportunity to do it at under-19s level and, and look, she's young enough, she fits in the age bracket, she's not breaking any rules and I thought it was a great moment and it just showed how much it meant to her. As for what it meant for Indian women's cricket, well, what a year this is potentially turning into because the, the WPL obviously announced um, they've won their first title um, they've they've won an ICC title for India. I know the men have done it in the under 19s, but the the men's senior team haven't done it for a long time. So it's the under 19s showing the way at the moment in winning these tournaments. And it's brilliant and and there's another one around the corner, Sarah, yeah. as well because uh, Shafali was asked at the post-match presentation as well. Is this the only trophy you're going to be picking up in the next month or so? And she said, "Hopefully we we get to lift the bigger one as well."
1: Yeah, they play they'll If they reach the finals, it's going to be Australia. And from there, uh, just hope that India finally uh, get the better of Australia this time. And one more very symbolic thing about Shefali's tears. Obviously, she, she was emotional. Uh, Richa Ghosh had spoken uh, uh, earlier about playing the Under-19 World Cup. It was uh, postponed a few times because of COVID. So she was like, you know, this was my last chance to play Under-19. But more than that, what I felt was Shafali's tears. It was, you know, re- do, you, do you remember the time in 2020, the T20 World Cup, when Shafali was devastated and uh, against Australia? They lost a final against Australia and she was devastated. And uh, this win kind of... Uh, Especially in a um, in a country where you know you expect the women's team to win, where the BCCI had almost put this ultimatum that you know you have to win something, and then we are going to give you the WPL, and then we are going to you know fast track you to uh, to the development and help you grow in other aspects. First, you have to give us the trophy. So. Shafali would have known what it feels like. She's been there at the uh, grandest stage a lot of times, even the Commonwealth Games um, final. She won the silver medal. And she would have known that, you know, this win would mean a lot for Indian cricket overall. Not only for the under-19 team, but the the first win for the women's uh, team. She would know that, you know, this means a lot because... uh, there were always doubts, not only about whether she should have played, but there were doubts about, you know, is women's cricket worth it? Is, should women even play cricket? There were all these doubts and she would have faced these questions right from her childhood. Like, and these are all players, All most of the players in the team, they all belong to um, very not well of backgrounds. They all have to fight for the bare necessities and in coming from that background, obviously, people say you are not supposed to play cricket. You know, most of them just are like, you have to help in the housework, you have to do this, you have to do that, you're a woman, maybe just get married or something. And... I- i know all these women have fought fought through all these you know societal expectations and pressure and then you know those tears just meant so much more it, it wasn't just you know i belong here or something it was a strong statement to not only the bcci uh, but just um, everyone overall
0: absolutely and and you wrote something about this didn't you about yeah the BCCI saying, well, or almost indicating that, well, women's cricket, is it that popular? Are we that good? Maybe if we win something, we'll get a WPL going. Well, they've shown that, you know, you give us the WPL yeah. and and we'll show you what we can do afterwards. And I know the WPL is not kicked off yet, but it's just that, mm. that feel good factor almost around women's cricket in India. And some of the great, great stories that have come out of this, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other individuals, maybe a little bit later in the episode, but I just want to focus on you talked about the backgrounds and Arshna Devi, the, the off spinner who you know did well in the final, um, took a couple of wickets. Um, I mean, it was ma- mainly a sort of all spin attack, really, from India, apart from Dita Sadhu, who was the outstanding seamer and, and probably one of the outstanding seamers through the tournament as well. Um, but just focusing on Arshana Devi as well from Uttar Pradesh. You know, father died when she was very young and, and she she wanted to be a cricketer. She had this dream to be a professional cricketer and her mum, as as the sole breadwinner in the house, sort of said, look, this is not good. How are we going to get money from this? And, you know, it's it's difficult. I, w- I want you to give up cricket. You know, you're going to need to help me when you get a bit older and, and get a job and bring money into the house. And she was determined just to carry on cricket. And she said, no, she, she stood up okay. to her mum and said, no, look, I will help. With everything, but I'm going to keep playing cricket. Her mum then had to go and get a labourer's job on a farm, and you know it, it's just just a fantastic rags to riches kind of story. And and there hopefully will be riches for her with the WPL auction coming up, and you know surely she's going to get picked up by one of those franchises as well after her performances. Um, and and just look what that determination did. I mean, her mother then did support her. With the cricket, also supported her education and and did it all single handedly. So you know, big hats off to her as well um, for how it turned out. But just brilliant stories like that. Just it's, it's such a feel good factor when you hear things like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Even uh, there have been stories, similar stories about Shafali Verma uh, herself. You know, she's from Haryana, and Haryana they don't really have uh, the greatest. Um, there are a lot of female uh, infanticides in Haryana. There is this, obviously, in India, it's still in rural places. You no, know, the men up, uh, boys are preferred, and the birth of sons are celebrated. So she was born in that kind of a background, and there have been stories where you know her father really encouraged her, and everyone was like, you know, you're pushing her into cricket which is a man sport and you know there have been all these stories so uh, when team wins the players are applauded, but so much goes on behind the scenes, you know, the parents, most of them, most of these players, again, are not from the richest backgrounds. And, you know, their parents would have had to sacrifice so much, you know, just standing up to society that, okay, my girl has this dream, it might or might not work, but I have to go and support it. So those are the emotional scenes. And I'm sure, you know, I'm tearing up just thinking of all of that. And uh, Shivali Varma, she was in tears and she would have just remembered all the sacrifices, all the hard work that has gone and uh, just hope that this is the start of uh, something new. Um, And yeah, now we'll take a break and then we'll come back and discuss the individual performances.
2: Hi. I'm Mark Mjano, broadcaster and Sri Lankan cricket fan. Every week, Estelle Vazu David, and myself will drop several episodes of Sri Lanka on 99.94, keeping you up to date on the latest from the Sri Lankan cricketing world. If you want to know what Hassaranga is up to, where charbri Athapatu is scored her runs, or what Naroshan Dickwala has been discussing behind the stubs, then make sure to watch or listen to Sri Lanka on 99.94. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on the 99.94 for out join the shrunken crooked conversation and get involved
1: yeah so um, who are the top performers for you there was Seherawat who was amazing scored to 97 runs um, there was uh, Taz Sadhu as you said and there were a few other excellent spinners who are the top performers who do you think will be the players to watch out for in the WPL
0: well yeah I mean Seherawat at the top of the order yeah top run scorer in the tournament with that 297. And she had some not outs in there as well. So, you know, it wasn't as if, you know, that that was it and, and that was her full capabilities. I mean, she could have scored quite a few more had had she had the opportunity in those matches as well. But that, you know, it's a shame she didn't get the three figures in any of the matches. Top score of 92 not out against South Africa, which was a brilliant effort again. Uh, 74 against the UAE. 61 against um, New Zealand as well and then even a 31 not out against um, Scotland. It, it was probably a shame for her in the final to to miss out and it was a low score and this can often happen, can't it, when you've got one of your top batters and, and you expect them to just see you home. They've been your sort of player of the tournament, your batter of the tournament and you just think, yeah, they're going to get the job done And and it kind of didn't go to script really and England picked up that early wicket she went for five, um, which was a shame. But you know, she'll she'll be back, and she's going to be in the Indian uh, first team before too long. You would have thought, uh, certainly in the squads, and she's actually given them a bit of a, a question mark, really, because she'll definitely get picked up in the WPL. But Shafali Verma, for all the praise she's got about her captaincy and, and everything else, and she had a couple of moments mm-hmm. in in the tournament with the bat. Some nice shots, some, some cameos, you could say, at the top of the order. Never fully fired, which may be a question mark against her. But it's good to have competition at the top of the order because Smriti Mandana is, is you know, she is one of the best players in the world. She's going to be there at the top of the order for India. Does Shweta Sarawat, you know, do, do, does she provide enough competition for Shefali Verma? Maybe. Maybe if she keeps performing like this, if she has a good WPL, then you never know. And Sada with the ball, I mean, Charles Dagnall said on commentary, and uh, I know I'm sort of name checking him a few times. He's a good friend of mine, former colleague as well. uh, Really nice guy, brilliant commentator as well. And he made a great comparison. And I was trying to sort of work out when she was coming in and bowling and looking at her action, who she reminds me of. And there's a bit of Julan Goswami in there. there's a bit of Ishan Sharma, and there's a bit of Javagal srinath, and those are the three which he sort of compared it to as soon as he said oh, yes, absolutely nailed on, and that's why I couldn't quite put my finger on it because it was it's almost like a mixture of all three. It's the open chested action which all three of them have. It's the kind of the gather at the crease, which is more like Ishan Sharma, and then it's the the way she hits the deck hard sometimes which reminds you of Javagal Srinath and she's got the ability not just to hit the deck hard at decent pace for this um this sort of standard of the game the under 19 level but also she can pitch it that little bit further and swing it both ways and you know brilliant she only took 6 wickets in 6 matches but it was more than that it was i mean obviously she performed brilliantly in the final itself, taking a couple of wickets and, and, you know, just the six runs conceded from her four over. So it really sort of set the tone, but she was, like I say, the the lone seamer for most of the tournament for India. So, you know, it wasn't as if she she had any support from, you know, seam bowling perspective from the other end. So yeah, she'll, she'll be hot property as well. Um, you know, Chopra, the, the other spinner as well, again, you know, consistent through the tournament and, and, you know, there's, they've all contributed really in some way, haven't they? Which is the great thing to see. It's not just been the Shafali and Richa show, which we thought it might be. And maybe they, they should have bullied the rest of the players in this tournament because yeah. they're the senior pros, right? But they didn't. And it was good to see the others shine as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, just... It was. I don't know how you feel about Shafali and Richa. Uh, Richa's performances. We would have expected more. But on one level, it's also heartening to see that you know India won the tournament despite their top uh, top players not doing well. Uh, otherwise, you could have easily said, "Oh, Richa Ghosh and Shafali did well, so that's why India uh, India have won." And uh, that could have. Uh, probably not shown the world, you know, the talent that India possesses. And um, after the, um, I think in one of the interviews, after the final, their coach, who is Noshinal Khadir, she, her first sentence was, you know, we all we have a lot of depth. Uh, and this was in uh, reply to BCCI's or Gaungli's comments, where, you know, they were questioning the t- uh, talent depth uh, in Indian women's uh, women's cricket and um, so it's almost uh, not a bad sign that you know these youngsters they stood up and they showed the depth that is available Um, and it's also with the coach it's almost very uh, it's an inspiring story so she was there with the 2005 World Cup team which lost the finals uh, the women's uh, World Cup final and now she's coming back to win uh, uh, win a World Cup as a coach. Similar thing happened with Dravid. Dravid was there as a 2000, uh, in 2003. Uh, he lost the final and then he came back and won the Under-19 World Cup as the coach. And uh, this just somehow reminds me of the, the whole Chakda India scene. Not sure if you've seen De. You know, the co- uh, the coach comes back and fulfills his dream. So it was very emotional for her, her also. And um, yeah. now looking back, do you think that it was the right... Step for the BCCI to actually have Shafali and Richard Ghosh there, because I was in favour of their inclusion in the under nineteen team, because I was like a uh, win is going to do so much for women's cricket. But now, in hindsight, do you think it was the right step? It maybe they could have been with the senior team they were they are playing uh, the tri-series uh, with West Indies and South Africa so do you think you know they could have played there what it also did is uh, sehrawat was the vice captain she would have led the team if not for Shefali Warma coming in so do you think in hindsight and for the future it was actually the best move to uh, have both of them in the team?
0: Initially I thought no because they've played at international level, but. I probably have to eat my words on that a little bit because you you put yourselves in their shoes, right? I'm an 18 year old player, 19 year old. Yeah. I'm eligible to play in this tournament. I've I've never had that opportunity before. The path has never been there. The ICC have been crap at you know creating this path for for women's cricketers in the past. And right, there's the argument that women's cricket wasn't as big and and whatever, but it's taken them so long to, to put this in place, I'm still eg- eligible. Yeah, I've played for the national team, but I won that opportunity. Everyone, else, all the men have had it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. When you put yourselves in, in their shoes, why shouldn't they? Because if they'd had the same sort of pathway as male cricketers have had all these years, then Shafali would have definitely been the under-19s captain for, for a few years, probably. And And I think it's probably right now to maybe have the same rule that the men have in terms of, I think Dravid brought this Mm. into the Indian team as well, and this culture of you play in one under-19s World Cup, that's it. It doesn't matter if you're 14 when you play in it, you're done. That's it. Next step, you try and make the national team if you can. If you can't, then you might not be good enough, you know, so you don't want to take up spots. So, you know, all these players, now that they've played in one under 19 world cup, they can happily move on. Right. They've done that. They've had that development opportunity and, and playing on the world stage at age group level. And now, now just, uh, you know, to see if you can go and shine at international level for the senior team. So yeah, I've, I've gone back on that and I think it's great. And and you just saw what it meant to Shafali as well. And, how can you deny somebody that opportunity?
1: Definitely, I agree. Though Rija Ghosh, we've not spoken a lot about her in seven matches, though she played four innings, uh, 93 runs, strike rate 127, um, average 23. Dropped three. some catches,
0: though. Yeah. She dropped a few catches as well, yes. including one in the final, but which wasn't important, but you know, she mm-hmm. did drop some catches. So she needs to work on her keeping as well, Yeah. heading into the, yeah. the Senior T20 Women's World Cup as well.
1: Definitely. and. Um, I don't know how much this is true. Uh, if Shafali and Richa Ghosh will actually be flying back, I think the BCCI have arranged a felicitation ceremony for these uh, for the team. They'll be a, a rewarded five crores. Uh, Collectively, uh, they want this event to be held in Ahmedabad. I just hope that you know, Shafali and which are not forced to fly back from South Africa to India for this, and then again fly back to South Africa. Uh, Shafali would want to be there because we know what it meant to her. She'd want to um, celebrate this with one last time with these teammates before mov- moving on to the senior level. Uh, but I just hope that for the overall thing they just stay back in south africa now join i think there's a camp starting very soon so uh, yeah the next step awaits and uh, wishing all these players uh, the best all uh, right so we'll take one more break and before when we come back we'll talk about what it may uh, means for for women's cricket going forward
2: I'm Neil Manthorpe, one half of South Africa on 99.94 with Lungani Zama. We're covering the Rainbow Nation as it undergoes its biggest transition since readmission. We cover every part of the South African game on 99.94. And you can hear us several times a week where you find your podcasts or on YouTube.
1: Yeah, so just one, one and a half months left for the women's IPL. How do you think this win is going to boost... Women's cricket in India and uh, how symbolic it is, as you said, I wrote in my article that, you no, know, obviously there, these two points aren't related. The WPL was announced much before uh, the World Cup win, but it's almost like, you no, know, you were waiting for. A win, but you just opened the gates, you were just willing to open the gates for women's cricket to grow and, you know, see the results are coming in. So it's almost symbolic in that way. And uh, what do you think this win is going to do for women's cricket overall?
0: It's going to do massive amounts. It probably already has um, with that victory. And just one point as well on the depth. I think what this tournament showed is, you're right, the depth that there is. I mean, all those comments before from Saurav Ganguly and people like that when he was in charge of the BCCI, or I say in charge, he was the president. Who knows who was pulling the the real strings? But he sort of suggested that there wasn't as much Mm -hmm. talent in the country to have a full women's IPL or there wasn't as much interest in women's cricket. I mean, you look at somebody like Diwari who came in number four in the final Low target to chase. Yes, I get that. But England had taken those three wickets. And for her to then put on that partnership with Trisha, both of them together, you know, you're wondering, you think shafali has got out. Oh, shit. sarawat has got out. She's been our top scorer. Oh, shit. And then you kind of think Indian women's cricket has been here before, hasn't it? In big yeah. matches against Australia, usually. Who the hell's going to get the job done? I mean, you think that with the senior side at times, don't you? And England had really had their tails up at one point when they took those two early wickets. And then for Trisha and Tiwari to to put on that partnership, Trisha falls, and then Tiwari, some of the shots she played, just the calmness, it reminded me of Ashwin at the Men's T20 World Cup when he was winning that match against Pakistan, just... That shot he played to win it, the leave, you know, it's only two shots. But just that innings from Diwari just reminded me of the calmness of somebody like him. So it shows how much depth there is in Indian women's cricket. And I think that's great. And I tell you what, they, I mean, there's a real potential mm-hmm. that before the WPL starts, India could be the under-19s women's world champions and the T20 women's world champions as well. And then hello WPL, let's go and celebrate with a tour of uh, these stadiums across India and, and show off all these wonderful female cricketers who, who've done the nation proud. It could happen, even if it doesn't happen with the, the Women's T20 World Cup. The under-19s, what they have done is they've they've got people talking about women's cricket who wouldn't usually talk about women's cricket. And winning breeds that, doesn't it? You, you could it could be any sport right you could be you know if India had a a world chess champion who won three titles in a row you know people would talk about that person wouldn't they and they have had that in the past and it doesn't matter what sport it is if you win if you have success at any level on a world stage it's it's going to get people talking it's going to get interest up people are going to watch on tv more people are going to come to stadiums more as well and I don't think the WPL needed that much of a boost, but this has just created that hype probably, you know, times two, times three now, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, definitely, I agree. And even if the uh, women's team are unable to win the T20 World Cup, now that we've spoken about it, we are on track to jinxing them, but I strongly believe in this. But even if they don't win the T20 World Cup, you know, the platform has been said, you know, People know that okay, the talent that is coming up is there, and we've spoken a lot about how the WPL can help uh, the players and put them in pressure situations, throw up more uh, talent. You no, know, there have been a few areas where the senior team have been lacking in, and you know, the youngsters coming in, they'll fit in, they'll know, they'll be uh, face the best bowlers, they'll be up against the best batters, and yeah, just their overall game is going to uh, go on to the next level. So even if they don't uh, win the T20, the senior T20 World Cup, uh, it's not that, you know, there is gloom ahead because earlier we used to be like, who next? Like, there is Harman Pritkar and there is smriti Mandana. But who next after them? Jemima has been very underwhelming. But now you can say, okay, you know, these are the players who are there and there are a lot of other players also. You just give them the platform and, not only people like Richard Ghosh and all who have already been there, but people like Sairavath and all the other youngsters coming up, they will have the perfect platform to hone their skills and then go on to, um, hopefully, help India win a few more trophies.
0: And there's the there's the WPL, which yeah, people like Sairavath and okay. Sadhu and and few others will will look to be getting get picked up in. But then there's the hundred there's the WBBL you know yeah, there's definitely. other opportunities now opening up for them as well
1: definitely and there's the women CPL also well, there there were just three teams last year but uh, it might expand and uh, even yeah WBBL as you said so definitely uh, a huge future awaits and this was just the win that was needed to get tongues wagging because it was almost like you no know, Is it a risk? Is the WPL a risk? Is the talent there? Will the quality of cricket uh, be adequate? No, there were all these talks, even though the WPL was announced, but now you can say that, okay, they just needed a platform, and this is a platform, it's not a blind punt, and uh, a great future awaits. So this win, the timing has been great, and uh, just hope, yeah, it's the start of something amazing. Right. That's all we have in today's show. Keep watching India on 99.94. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to India on 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at Nikesh and at Swaris16. Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994DM. Cricket, every day, your way.
2: Hey there, my name is Michael Amanato and this is Pit Pass F1